if we're not being honest with ourselves, then there's no point in doing this podcast right or wrong. You're right, but I'm I'm not going to lie. Doing this, first of all, this podcast and the peanuts. I appreciate y'all for creating a safe space for me to be open. Mm-hmm. But damn it, I'm a, I am still a thug. You're an emotional gangster. I'm an immerse- emotional gangster. Girl. Girl. <laughs> What about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down? Hey, what about your friends? Are they gonna be low down? Will they ever be around? Or will they turn their backs on you? Yeah, yo, this is me. Well, it's me. Can I be a little too friendly, so Bang. to speak? Hyperlectically say, Bang. I supply creativity. Beautiful. We got another episode to get to. You always stopping me when I get in my mode. You know how much I love Left Eye. Don't everybody love Left Eye? Yes. Okay. then. Let but I like her raps, though. Let everybody else love her raps. How come I can't love her raps? You can, too. We just don't need to hear it every time. Dang. The shade. <laughs> Palm trees. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Marquise. And this is your one and only your favorite, Taylor. And welcome back to the You Stuck With Me podcast. You stuck. You stuck with me. Bay. It's been a rough last three, four days. Man, this past few days have been trash. So to let you guys know, this one might be an emotional tearjerker, but bear with us. Bear with us. We we still in the mourning process. So you guys, if you've been listening to the podcast, we've alluded to our friends uh, known as the Peanuts. Peanuts gang gang. So that would be Daniel, that would be Kiki, Jackie, Shay, and Xavier. Yeah, so unfortunately, um, sad to say, we lost our our brother, Xavier. Yeah, we are still trying to figure out exactly what happened, but we do have an, a slight idea that... But we're not going to put it out there. Yeah, we're not going to put it out there until we get all the information. Out of respect and privacy, his family and loved ones, but... And plus, uh, he was our brother, so... He was we, our brother. We don't want to do but, um to bring disservice to him. Yeah. But um, rest in power to Xavier. I officially know. I officially called him Pops. I, I, I called him X. I mean, yeah, he was our boy. Um, we met him uh, 2016, Detroit. Was it 2016 or 2017? 2017. 2017. 2017. Our, uh, Conclave in Detroit. Uh, Kiki always told us about him, but we never got to meet him. So when we did meet him, he was just full of joy. Yeah, and always. Let me tell you something. Y'all talk about I have a major shoe collection. Xavier had a major shoe collection. Man, I think he, that man had like almost every Jordan. No man. Look, we was a yin and yang with the with the Jordans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time turn around, he be like, "Hey, hey, kid," because he used to call me kid. Like, "Hey, kid, you gonna? You gonna is this a cop or no?" Nah? And I'm like, "Yeah, or no." Nah. And then I tell him like, "Hey, what you feel about this?" So his more. He was more of the classic ones, you know, like the 14s, and I think he liked the 4s, too. Me, I like the exotic stuff. You know, sometimes I got to have, like, colors and different patterns and stuff. So, But it all worked out. You know, uh, other than you, he was definitely responsible for making me a shoe head because every time I go into a mall now, I'm looking for shoes. If I'm on my phone, I'm more likely looking for shoes. Yeah. 
and he uh, he definitely hooked he definitely hooked both of us up with wedding presents uh, as far as shoes go. He got you which shoe? Uh, 13s. He got you 13s. Matter of fact, I got them on now. You want to show them real quick? If, That's if a you... lot of work, but we'll, I'll show y'all in the Instagram reel. Okay, so um, he got me the the blue and yellow retro ones. They kind of they're in the uh, L.A. Rams colors. Mm-hmm. I've definitely rocked them, and uh, you know I don't know if I'm going to be able to look at those shoes and another pair of shoes that uh, that I was with him to when I bought them. I don't know if I'm going to be able to look at them same, but I'm definitely going to wear them because. It would be a it would be a great memory for me every time I put him on. I think of him. That's my bro. That's our bro. Man, let me tell you something. So if y'all follow our personal pages, that day when I found out, I was like, I'm devastated. Yeah. Like seriously devastated. Like I was fighting back tears making that post because, like I told you and the rest of the peanuts, it's I've lost people close to me. Like I lost my parents. I lost my grandparents. You know, even a few cousins here and there. But it's different when you lose a peer. Yeah, and, you know, just just dealing with grief, it, no matter if it's sudden or if you kind of saw it coming, it still hurts the same. Yeah. And um, going through this, it reminded me, I believe there's uh, four stages of grief or five? I think it's like four Four stages of grief. I think, I think the first one is the initial shock. Oh, it's five stages. Five stages of grief. So, so you got denial, which I think I'm in the period in because I always, I like I've been saying, I refuse to believe that he's gone. Right? Like, nope. Then you got anger, like you mad. I think I'm in the in the little bit of between of that. You know, like denial that he's gone and anger, like why the hell did this happen? Um, there's bargaining. Which basically, you know, you're trying to make deals, make promises. This, yeah, depression, ooh, which everybody is familiar with, and acceptance. I think right now, out of those stages, I'm more so in anger because it's like, why take such a beautiful soul who was just, who just liked, who just loved everybody. I can't speak. To, I can't say I have ever heard him say anything negative about one person. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm in the between the denial and anger because it's just like it just happens so much because we just we just said goodbye to your grandmother. Yeah, the month before, so it's like back to back. Like, when is it gonna stop? Yeah, because nobody intended, at least for me, because uh, my we lost my grandmother last month. I didn't intend for 2024 to start out with back to back deaths of people who were close to me and people I love. You're never you're never ready for that. I mean, trust me, I know I had my fair share. 2017 was the F terrible. Well, we're trying to manage this the best way that we can because I don't know about you, but I think the only reason I was able to sleep last night is because we spent last night with everyone um, just reminiscing on the great memories that we had with them, um, mm-hmm. all the funny laughs, the jokes, um and then just remember the crazy thing about it is we start to realize like how much stuff we have around our homes that remind us of him like we have shoes we have hats like I, like this morning before coming in here i was like bae this is surreal i just came across a hat he got me yeah and uh yesterday i 
my I've, I just finished doing some work with my uh, mother. We were appraising a home. She dropped me off, and I came home. I sat upstairs. I was in the house by myself, pure quiet. And I, I actually had a I had a planned haircut. So you guys see me with my haircut. Um, that boy fresh. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so as as I was getting ready to get up and leave, I just stopped. I was standing. I was standing in between the living room and the foyer. And I was just looking around the apartment. It's dead silent, and everywhere I looked, each room just had a memory with him. Cause when he came, he was in, he was from Detroit, you guys. So he would come and stay with us, just looking in the dining room. We were hanging out in the dining room, looking in the living room. We were hanging out in the living room, looking in the computer room. We hung out in the computer room. He, we have a uh, two bedrooms that we use. And while we were moving and things like that, they, he stayed in one bedroom, then he stayed in the other, the kitchen. And then, of course, you know, when we uh, have some of our more drunk, famous nights, he helped us clean up when he was here. So he was in the bathroom. And it's just like, I... Basically, I, our home was the blue and white house yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah, and I just grieving. I just had to get out of the apartment because I couldn't, st- I couldn't stand to be in there by myself and just, you know, thinking about it. Yeah, but I know him. He wouldn't want us to, you know, be sad and and you know just just be down about that. He's no, he's not physically here with us. And let me tell you something. <laughs> and and this is just me. I said, wait till I get to those pearly gates, cause I'm gonna tell him you were bogus for how you just left us like this, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you bogus, like. You just gonna be like, I just imagine now we be up there with him. He like, oh, it's okay. You guys were matched without me. No, and no, in the usual Xavier, Xavier way. way. <laughs> but again, rest in power to to our brother Xavier. You will truly be be missed, but you'll never be forgotten. But uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying you never uh, ever be forgotten. I mean, I was just sitting there thinking about the trips that we took. We met him in Detroit. We went to Atlanta together. Um, we were in Ohio together. Um, he didn't go to he didn't go to Houston with us last mm-hmm. year though. But I will. I was gonna say so. This whole thing with Xavier did bring up something that we, as a, a group of friends, discussed. So, what about your friends? So we come to realize during like our situations, at times of sadness, or even good times, like. Communication and friendships are important, right? Now more than ever. Now more than ever. So with the situation with Xavier, it was a little hard to navigate because Xavier, even though he was a close friend with us, he still had moments where he wasn't really as open, Mm -hmm. right? And he was just, I feel like he was about to be more open and be more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And it goes to what we were saying in previous episodes, like not just in, it's not... Not that that's just important in a in a relationship, but it's also important in friendships. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I say this situation really brought us together and it really uh, have have us be more open with each other. Not saying that we were not open at all. Like we don't have talks, we don't have like deep meaning conversations. But it opened us up to some blind spots that we, we didn't know we right, had. Right, we didn't know that we had. And one thing, and this is one of my memories, Xavier, too, I never forget earlier this year, well, the end of 2023 coming into 2024, when we all got together 
and we just was like, let's just tell, let's just tell each other what we want to tell each other. What we feel like we need to hear before going into 2024. And you know, I think that was a very good exercise because it opened us up to what each other was thinking. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was. It was never a bashing session. It was just more of a. Oh hey, yeah. It was more of a, hey, I see this happening for you, you know, or hey, I noticed this. You didn't notice this, but I'm bringing it to your attention so you can be better. Yeah. So one of the things, and I said this is one of my most favorite memories of having with Xavier is, I told him I didn't. I didn't attack him. I didn't say you need to do this. I my piece of advice to Xavier was I apologized to him I said Xavier I'm sorry for the lack of communication between us because you know we always say life gets in the way right Mm -hmm. like it could be bills it could be finances it could be work we could be stressed and we feel like we don't want to burden our friends or close loved ones with what we going on right so I told him I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry I haven't been as in contact with you as we used to be used to be mm-hmm. years ago and you know he was like i understand i understand that life happens and you know we're gonna work on it and that's one thing that brings me peace peace that i was able to tell him that because that was one thing that was really bothering me you know he he was working on working on a business plan that you know he was passionate about mm-hmm. and i told him that day i said you're working on this business it hasn't flourished yet, but when you get everything in place like you want, it's going to be huge. Yeah, and he was supportive of us, too. He was like, you know, once we get big, like, hey, you know, this is stuff you might need to want to consider. Or, you know, wh- whatever his business venture was, like, I can help you with this. You yeah, know? He was, he was definitely business savvy and yeah, business minded. Very. But he was also a good time, too. Man. <laughs> Well, all of the peanuts are a good time. So always. Fun fact: How we got the name Peanuts? It was actually because of Xavier. Okay, mm-hmm. I forgot what the conversation was, what we were talking about. I think it was an interaction between him and uh, Kihi, mm-hmm. and I said something, and then Jackie said something, and then you chimed in on Xavier's defense. Of course, you're going to be on this Xavier's side, and he was like, "Hey, hey." I don't need no commentary for the peanut peanut gallery. And we was like, that's it. (laughs) We're going to call ourselves the peanuts, but we're going to spell it differently. Yeah. So I was like, man. I remember the first time that um, I was actually supposed to meet Xavier. This is when Kiki and I first met. This was, I think that was actually his birthday. Mm. He was supposed to come down because that weekend was a Chicago Greek weekend and we were doing community service at a uh, community center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why he didn't come down, um, but we had a good time. It, we did the community service. We actually, after community service, we went to a, a Greek paraphernalia store just to look around because at the time, Kiki had just moved from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So we did that and then we decided, like, hey, we want to still kick it, but we wanted to get naps in and all that stuff. So all of us went home, took a nap, showered, whatever we did, and we went out and had a ball that night. Mm. First of all, Xavier was a very funny dude. Yes. All the times we would sit up there and quote Rick and Morty. <laughs> and he swore up and down. He was like, hey, hey, Taylor, you need to watch BoJack. What? <laughs> Why am I watching BoJack? 
Bojack was Bojack is interesting. It's, Bojack it's, was it's interesting. Funny money, but it's more interesting. And the conversation we have about Bob's Burgers. You know, I even though I did see some episodes, I couldn't quite get into Bob's Burgers. It's, it's terrible. All of this is just terrible. But there was one <laughs> thing he always said that you know I I will never forget. Oh my God! And Black Jesus, uh, man, <laughs> he is the reason why we say Black Jesus. Yes. And that's another thing too. When I get up to them pearly gates, I'm gonna tell Xavier, like, hey, if you wanted to see Black Jesus, we could have just went to church or something like that. You ain't just had to leave us like that. Yeah. Sketto. <laughs> could have, could have, you know. Hey, send a text. Or send something. a text or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, don't mind us. We we laugh a little bit to keep from crying. Yeah. You know, that was Xavier's way. He he had he had a sense of humor about him. Yeah, and I'm. A, I'm going to be honest, this was one of the times where I reflect on, well, it actually started with my grandmother. I reflect on how I used to just, like, bottle up my emotions when, you know, something made me upset or I lost a family member or a friend. But now I think I'm at an emotional, I think I'm in a good emotional space where I learned that don't bottle it up, just let it all out. And... uh. While on my way to getting my hair cut, I was driving by myself, and I just let it all out. I was just crying, and I felt better, but it still didn't take away the pain and the hurt to know that, you know, my brother, my friend, he's gone. So, I mean, I'm just keeping it a buck with y'all. I mean, the pain is still going to be there, but... It, he look like he's trying not to cry now. I'm trying not to look at him because, you know, Marquis one of those people, you see him cry, it's going to get you to cry. Because it's rare that people ever see me cry, but I'm just being, you know, real. And we, we talk about being authentic, and we talk about being vulnerable and those things like that. So, you know, doing the podcast is one of the things I like to do to, you know, be vulnerable and be honest with myself because... If we're not being honest with ourselves, then there's no point in doing this podcast, right or wrong. You're right, but I'm I'm not going to lie. Doing this, first of all, this podcast and the peanuts, I appreciate y'all for creating a safe space for me to be open. Mm-hmm. But damn it, I'm a, I am still a thug. You're an emotional gangster. I'm an emotional gangster. Girl. Girl. But yeah, y'all just making me a crybaby in my older age. Jesus. I mean, I'm just saying, like, at some point, you, at some point, you, you, it's you're gonna grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel your emotions. Just don't bottle it up because if you bottle it up, you're gonna have issue after issue after issue, and you're just gonna spill out on someone who didn't expect it and didn't deserve it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give an example. My father used to say when I was younger, I would bottle up my emotions. And he com- the first time I ever heard him say that he would compare me to a pop bottle, like mm-hmm. not not like a small little one that you just handheld, but like a two liter, yeah, a two liter pop bottle. And the first time he explained it to me, he said, "You're like a pop bottle." And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, I can tell that you bottle up your emotions, and you keep bottling it up and bottling it up and bottling it up, and it's gonna become it's gonna come a day that that one person is gonna shake it and shake it and shake it, and you're just gonna explode on them from no apparent reason." They're not going to be expecting it. And if you don't do something about it now, you could do more damage than good. Mm. So that's why, 
you know, as I've gotten older and I've gotten more mature mm-hmm. and things that used to emotionally bother me, I don't allow it to emotionally bother me anymore because I found a I found a lot of sp- safe spaces and safe ways. Outlets. Yeah, where I can I can let out my emotions, but I don't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. But I feel better because I've dealt with them. Mm-hmm. I had that. I had a big issue with that in my uh, early to actually most of my twenties. I had emotions and I was mad about stuff, but I didn't have any proper way to let those out. And once I got older and realized ways to do that, I always I felt like a better person and a, mo- a much more emotionally stable man. That was profound. Yeah, and, and that's why you know I I have a lot of friends who haven't reached that yet and it's not something that you can tell someone they have to figure it out on their own because nobody could tell me that and I'm like okay once I fe- figured it out on my own I sat there and thought about it and I was honest with myself I felt like I became a much like I said a much better person a much more mature man a much more emotional man emotionally intelligent man exactly I, I, I respect that and that's what I was getting ready to say, too. Um, you mentioned about you have friends that are not there yet. But let's talk about the friends that are there. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, again, the whole topic that we're talking about here is like, what about our friends? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I do like about our friend group. It's comprised of every of every person who's been in a different path with, you know, to healing. Mm-hmm. And then we had this conversation too. Like, we got to take from our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. They've been through trauma too, mm-hmm. right? Especially our parent, our grandparents, and our and a little bit of our parents, depending on the year, because we forget our parents and grandparents went through Jim Crow, mm-hmm. right? Jim Crow Civil Rights Movement. Civil Rights Movement. So that's like a whole bunch. That's a whole bunch of systematic trauma right there. The then crack you crack era. Well, crack era. Well, I was getting ready to say that, too. So you got the systematic trauma. You got the environmental trauma because you got the crack era. You got police brutality. Unemployment. Unemployment. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And then now you're dealing with personal and emotional trauma because you could have had, like, situations like you're losing a loved one. Uh, fighting it, personal finance is not right, you know, or for for men, you know, you try to be the provider, but you feel like you can't, or a, a roles reverse. The woman feels like she got to she got to be provider now, but she really don't. She want to, you know, relax stuff like that. Just all that, just put into a melting pot. Mm-hmm. It's enough. To it's make... a it's a recipe for destruction. Yeah, and and you know, I would like to talk about this in a future episode because a lot I've seen this conversation, this question. What is it like to be uh, black or not just a black man, but just a uh, black person in America? Or just a minority in America. And to really try to fully explain the best way we can what we think about and what we feel and what we go through on not even a daily basis, but an hourly, a Mm -hmm. minute, second, because everything changes. The world is different for us than it is for the rest of the world. Yeah. And and I was saying, too, I'm glad we in a space now. We in a generation of society where it's okay to talk about therapy. Because mm-hmm. back then it may not have been okay. Or, you know, like you could just easily pray it away and stuff like that. Not saying that praying and going to church may not help you, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes 
we might have something that a um a person who's like who went to school for this, who more professionally inclined to, you know, give you alternatives that you may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm putting it out there. I'm not saying it's not okay. I'm not saying it's wrong to go to church or pray away like that. But also, too, you prayer prayer without words is dead. dead. So you got to help God preach. You got to help preach. God help you. You know, it's like you sitting there, you telling God, "Oh, give me a house." What are you going to do? What to are you doing on? to to get that house? Mm-hmm. Like you still got to do the research. You still got to look at your budget and see what you can afford. Mm-hmm. And then you know, put in the work. Amen. You know. Amen. I mean, I'm not trying to go into my my good Reverend Sister Taylor <laughs> <laughs> hat right now, but I'm just saying. And I think what also makes our friend space, you know, very important, very good. We come from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. So, like, you work, you're a qualitative insurance. I'm a real estate appraiser. We have a friend who's a police officer, social worker, in insurance, working in a college uh, college setting. And Xavier, he was a teacher. So I think just because of the different aspects of life that we professionally work in and the the different walks of life that we personally in, because not only are we in different walks of life in our professional life, we're at different ages that, you know, comprise, you know, um, we have a median age. I'm just throw a number out there, 33. Well, first of all, you're going to be upset with me. You've been saying my, my job title is wrong this whole time. I said qualitative assurance, right? It's not qualitative assurance. Assurance? No. Quality? Quality assurance. Okay. Assurance. I'm in the doghouse, y'all. I'm in the doghouse. I'm like, if this man don't get my title right now, it's quality assurance. Quality assurance. I'm sorry. So the best way to... I'm going to let y'all know in about three episodes how I get out of this. (laughs) Anyway, the best way to to describe my job title is funny. I always say, so remember those phone calls you get talking about this call is monitored, recorded for quality insurance. Mm -hmm. I'm that person that's listening to those calls. Mhm. So, so you're good at your job, but you know, back to the topic. So, no, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm just, you know, just. You know. I was gonna say you sound a little persnip. The yeah. attitude. I'm just messing with you. I know, I know. <laughs> but you learned today, quality, quality assurance. assurance. Yeah. I got you. So you're my not wife said quality house. assurance. You're not a doghouse, though. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Can't stand him. But uh, it's it's great that we come from all walks of life. And I think that's what makes our friend, you know, it, it makes our friend group more diverse and even better. And even supportive because everybody has a different point of view on things. And we if we have an issue and somebody's able to help us, more times than not, they'll say, hey, take a look at this from this perspective. So we don't just get it in our marriage, but we get it in our friend group who support us through anything and everything. Everybody was at our wedding. Um, yeah, so. Man, the wedding. I That is one of my other favorite memories of Xavier. I remember Xavier texted me that day of the wedding. It was early enough. I think I was just waking up, whatever like that. He was like, hey, purse. Um, first of all, Xavier had so many nicknames for me, so I hope y'all kind of keeping up with this. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, purse. Um, 
I may not be able to come because, you know, the Greyhound, because at the time he was taking the Greyhound, the Greyhound is just like broke down or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, cool, you know, I appreciate you trying to come. You know, we'll just kick it, you know, another time when you when you come to Chicago or when we go down there. What did this man do? He was like, I bet. Even though he missed the ceremony and he was coming towards the end of the reception, I turn around. I see this light bright man. <laughs> I see this light bright man with his little, with his nice little button up shirt and sweater vest, because you know he stays with the sweater, sweater vest. Yeah, and just a smile on his face, and I was like, "Pops!" And then you know I try not to cry because you know my makeup was flawless, honey. So <laughs> I just ran to him. I gave him the biggest hug ever. I was like, "You came." He was like, "You really thought I was gonna miss this?" I was like. It wouldn't have been your fault if you did. I wasn't going to be upset. So, yeah. Whew, baby. You know, just to, to bring it all home, our friend group is very supportive, and we definitely are going to miss our brother because we have so many memory, memories with him. We had a lot of things planned that we wanted to do with him. But, but he's, still gonna, he's still going to be around for that. He's just not going to be here physically to enjoy it, but... He's probably looking down right now, talking about these people. <laughs> Why they sitting around crying over me? I'm fine. I think that's the big thing he's saying. I'm fine. You guys will be good. Yeah, he's probably telling me. He's probably looking at me right now, talking about go live your life, kid. I'm fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm very appreciative of our friend group. And uh, my prayer is that, you know, for our listeners out there, you have a friend group or it don't have to be as many people as we have. Because I think we have like, what, five, six, six of us make the peanuts. Mm-hmm. It don't even have to be that big. You can have like one or two people, you know, and that you could just turn to that that could tell you like, hey, you know, I've been concerned about you. Hey, oh, Speaking about that, this is one I want to tell our listeners, too. So another life lesson out of this that we learned was I said whenever, because lately I've been getting, like, gut feelings about stuff. You know, it might be, like, somebody I haven't talked to in a while comes to my mind and some, and God's telling me, hey, reach out to them, send a text or whatever like that. Well, if ever you get a gut feeling or somebody just randomly pop, I'm not going to say dreams because sometimes dreams could be iffy. But if you like you sitting at home or you with someone and a person like a cousin, a brother, something like that comes to mind and they constantly come to your mind, reach out to them. Because mm-hmm. the worst that can happen is you don't get a response. So they probably look at you like, why are you reaching out to me? You haven't talked to me in all these years because you never know that one text or that one call will be the last. Will not even be the last, but it could change the course of their day. You know what I'm saying? So if anything, if you have a gut feeling, go with it. Um, my prayer is that y'all, you all have a friend group, at least one or two friends that you come to when times are needs. So you could be each other's rock. I will say this. The peanuts have been my rock. We all been each other's rock um, during this process. And it's new territory. I, I've never lost a peer like this before. Never. So we just ask that y'all keep us uplifting in prayer. Keep um Xavier's family uplifting in prayer because uh, he was a family man. He was taking care of his parents, you guys. He was taking care of his parents and everything. So, yeah, we keep them uplifting in prayer. And whatever you do, make sure the foundation is out of love, authentic love. 
because it's very important. Yep. So on that note, you guys, hey, you want to tell people where they want to find us? You can find us on the Facebook and Instagram page under the You Stuck With Me podcast page. I said page twice. That's kind of weird. But, yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook under the You Stuck With Me podcast page. And also you can find us on YouTube. Thank, First of all, thank y'all for liking and subscribing and sharing our content. Yes, because... Y'all been coming through. Yes, because the YouTube page has been growing through this, and it. you guys are... Thank y'all you. Y'all the goat. Y- y'all the goat. You like us. You really, really like us. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can also send us sticky notes from the to the Facebook page, or you can email us at youstuckwithme at gmail.com. That is U-S-T-U-C-K-W-I-T-M-E at gmail.com. You can find me on IG and the app formerly known as Twitter at mine underscore one. That is M1NE underscore one. And you can find me on Instagram and the app formerly known as Twitter under Queen Points. That is P O number one NTZ. Again, that is Queen Points, P O number one NTZ. And also, if you want a little bit more behind the scenes stuff and some extra content, you can also follow us on TikTok. Under my personal page, Queen Points 22. That's Queen Points 22. And also, Valentine's Day may be over, but it's still the love month. And you know what I'm getting ready to say. If you still want to get a little remnants of Valentine's Day or you want to, you know, sweet serenade, your special, your special someone or, or your significant other, and you don't know what the right words to say, you turn into the GTD playlist. GTD? What is that? I don't know if I should tell you. Should I tell him? No, you're supposed to keep going like, what does it mean? I know what I'm playing. What does it mean? No. Okay. What does it mean? <laughs> Get the draws, man. <laughs> Get the draws. <laughs> or got the draws. It's called the got the draws playlist made by yours truly. Excuse me. Made by yours truly. And you can find it on Apple, Spotify, and also coming to YouTube. That is Got the Draws Players Parts 1 and 2. Mm. Somebody or some people are going to have a hell of a night. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a night. <laughs> All right. And this is your one on your favorite, Taylor. And this is your boy, Marquise. And you have been listening to the You Stuck With Me podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We out. Hey, come back. You stuck with us, y'all. You stuck. You stuck with us. Peace out. Later.